Roger. Yeah, I think it's pulling the wrong one. I'm just... Okay, I'm ready to pull it down now. There was still a little bit uh, left in the... Okay, don't hold it quite so tight. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to pull it down. Okay, I'm going to Hi, welcome to the podcast. This is how it's going to start. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Executive Buffet, a.k.a. Daddy's Big Red Truck that pulls in with hands on the branch every week to drop you into the zone with the Jason Pepper House, also known as Kevin Tedford, also known as the driver or operator of Daddy's Big Red Truck, Mr. Me, Jason Jackson, Johnny Pemberton. Thanks for being here. I uh, hope this delay is working out for you. I'm just experimenting a bit here with this new module. And how about this? Oh, wow. Now we're really in, now we're really in the party zone here. Let's turn the depth down a bit, maybe change the mix a bit. Hey, everybody. Thank you for rating, reviewing, reviewing and subscribing to the podcast. We appreciate it very much. Uh, keep doing that if you haven't done it already. Also, if you want to join Patreon, that's a great place to get extras and to uh, get all the stuff you missed on Twitch. It's all available there. I'd like to give a big shout-out. Thank you to all of our new patrons. Jules I, Lachlan, Jess, Georgia O, Max L, Meg M, Kelly G, Aubrey S, Taylor H, Claire, Pete L, Jack S, Michael S, Sean F and Zachariah D. Those are our latest, latest uh, patrons. Thank you for patronizing the podcast. It's li- it's patreon.com slash live to tape. That's patreon.com slash live to tape. Also, I would suggest checking us out on Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash just my nipples. That's twitch.tv slash just my nipples. I'm streaming all the time, and it's always really super great and fun. Okay? So let's get started with the song. And if you do, and if you do, uh, this great podcast I have for you today is one of my favorite people ever. He's one of my favorite comedians ever. He's someone who I've, I've, uh, I have, I think I have a top five most laughed laughters ever. And one of them, I've talked about this many times, is with our guest. Uh, he uh, has many, many podcasts of his own, which we talk about. Please enjoy my amazingly super fun outdoor conversation with the one and only Howard Kramer. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the podcast with Howard Kramer. We're being safe. So everyone know we're being super safe. We're so safe. We're so goddamn safe here. It's ridiculous. We are. It's about as safe as it gets. Did the show start? Uh, it might. It might have started. Technically, have started. Yeah, but okay. you know, do you, just do you cut in a theme song or something? Yeah, I usually cut in an intro, like a little bit of a song, and like probably like I'll say some stuff, like tell them about the Patreon, maybe tell them about the. Um, is it the same song every week? Do you have a theme song, or is it different? I have a little intro edited 
that I like. I, I kind of want to change it, though. I have that intro. What's the music on the intro? The intro is actually like a little piece of a, a 10cc song. It's also a little piece of a... Love um, is like oxygen? Uh, I think I can't remember. I think it's art for art's sake, maybe. Well, that must be a deep cut that even it's I don't from, know. It's from... Uh, what album is it from? It's not from Deceptive Bands. It's from some album that's... Oh, is that, is that the one executive produced by Tom Scholes? I don't know who Tom Scholes is. I'm just trying to sound okay. like I know deep stuff. But you you know 10CC at all. The people who don't know 10CC at all, yeah. who actually like that kind of music, I'm always like, how do you not know this band? They're so fucking good. Right. So what would you say? They're in the vein of like ELO or something like that? Um, I don't know. Because ELO, they're kind of like Prague. What are they? Is ELO Prague? I don't know. It's just like... Love is like oxygen. I always thought it right. was ELO. That's what the, but think, that's maybe not indicative of the rest of their catalog. I think 10CC is kind of like, um, uh, I don't know, 70s, 70s pop, 70s like, mm. 70s like, right on soft rock, 70s soft rock kind of. Can I? But thank, they also a little funny too. Can I interrupt you and thank you? Yes. I mean, it is so nice out here. You know, I don't have access to you know a garden type area. Right. I just want to thank you. I mean, just walking in here and sitting down is worth the price of admission. Thank you, Johnny Pemberton. I appreciate it. You know, when someone compliments your garden, it's a, it's one of the biggest compliments you can get, I think. Because it it's, it's, it's a thing you've been nurturing so much. Yeah. There's some compliments I've got from people. There's certain parts of the garden where I feel like it's just for me. I like I love this little area. I love the way this plant looks. And when someone says something like, oh, I love this area, I'm always like, wait, say that again? Mm. Because I can't believe it because I'm just like... Sometimes you think that it's just you. Only you like this thing, and you feel like, man, why don't more people like this thing? Right. And then when someone else does, you're like, wow, I'm not alone. You well, I know the feeling you're discussing, and you're definitely not alone out here. I, I think I would love every nook and cranny of this back. It's only area. gonna get it's only gonna get crazier. I have plans for spring next year. Is gonna be nuts. It's gonna be nuts out here. But how so? I just have I got plans, man. I got a lot of plans because some stuff has has worked do, do out. Do your listeners have a good picture of what's going on out here? They don't think they do actually. Maybe they have some idea because I tend give to them a, give them an idea and then tell them the bonus. Well, we're on a patio right now. It's covered. It's pretty large. It's about the size of maybe four four pool tables. Hey, enough maybe? about your garden. <laughs> but the patio has some nice tropical potted plants. Absolutely. Um, we have some uh, have a have a garden bed over there. It's about ten feet away, and that's about ten feet long and six. That's maybe. sort of the centerpiece of the yeah. of the yard out here, and it's a beautiful. Uh, I mean, to to me that that's something I could only dream of. Look at that. Looks like a like a uh, like professionals came in here with with uh, a backhoe. Well, I one professional came in. It was me, and I've the day after i finished building that i think i was i've never my body has never been so physically sore in my entire life wow it was something where cuz i was swinging this fucking framing hammer to drive in these 6 inch spikes and i can't believe ham do you remember when's the last time you hammered something like like sledge hammered something or just hammer just nail just hammered hammered something like really more than just one nail like had to hammer a bunch i was probably 13 14. See, that's a long time ago. I spent a long time for me before that, and I was like, people who hammer for a living, that's a fucking hard, that's hard as hell. That sure is. And, uh, you know, yeah, that's why they don't trust libs. <laughs> Think anybody good with a hammer doesn't trust the libs? Well, listen, if you transfer it over to England, I did hear uh, uh, Noel from Oasis once right? say that 
like he's done manual labor. He's done bricklaying and stuff. Yeah. So he's just like, just by the fact of that, he's got a purer soul than uh, what's his name from Blur over there. Oh, who's I making don't remember the, his name. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, he's a posh guy. He's a bit. He's a bit. Yeah, posh. I'm just blanking on it. But yeah, when those yeah. when those wars were going on. What's the guy from Blur? His name is uh, not Jenkins. Not uh, you know s- gorillas. His name is Stooge, not Stooge, Stu, uh, what the fuck is his name? Neve, Neve, Goddard? Neville Goddard? No, that's someone else. This is the only time in my life I couldn't think of it. Liam. Isn't Liam. it Liam? God, he's like kind of like an asshole, but you like him, right? He's kind of like a... He's like an art school kid, and then, you know, Oasis, they're a little too meathead. So right. you gotta, gotta like, you kind of gotta pick and choose, but what the hell is his name? He's got a cool name, right? Gorillas. We can look this up instantly right now. I don't there's, people, there's people screaming, it's fucking us. Nigel Tick Tick Frick. It'll come to us as we yeah, continue. It will. But I do think that because you swung that hammer and put those bruises on your body, mm-hmm. it makes you more one with everything that's going on out here. I do like to get uh, dirty and do that stuff. Something I realized from working out here is, you know that expression, get down and dirty? Mm-hmm. I realized what the, what the, why that expression is the way it is, because it's not dirty. I don't have a problem getting dirty. What I realize as I'm growing older, you have to get down, do something that's on the ground. Right. That fucking sucks. Joints. Joints pain. Like something when you have to get down and you're getting dirty, you're getting down. It's just, it's a whole other, it's difficult. It's it so does. difficult to get down. You respect now an adult performer who has to do that on oh, a Oh, that's a whole other thing, basis. right? Getting down the knees to do, uh, to deliver the, the <laughs> whatever you want to call it. <laughs> The deliver the payload, mm-hmm. you know. Also, or accept uh, or coach a- it. Asses and elbows is another one that once you get down and start working, you go, "Oh yeah, yeah. this is just asses and elbows because I'm bent over." Yep. And I'm grabbing elbow grease too. I've I did something recently with elbow grease, and I was like, "My fucking elbows hurt. Mm-hmm. They're like sore from like scraping scraping mm-hmm. at something." Was it out here? I don't know. I might. You know, actually, was I was cooking gumbo and I was doing so much stirring. So you have to stir a shitload, and I was like, God damn oh, it. Oh, yeah, because it's thick. Yeah. I bet you make a great gumbo. I do a pretty good job. I like making gumbo. I've only recently had the one at, it's always great, the one yeah. at the farmer's market. You have the vegetarian one? Yeah. And the one, well, like. Uh, is it true vegetarian, or is it just like no meat? Because we, we have a chicken broth, we do not have a chicken broth. Oh, I, like I never got that crazy about it. Like I, right. I, like I just made sure there was no meat in there. Right. I never really asked about broths that much. So you would have like some pork bone ramen, some tonkatsu, if it came came your way. I doubt it now. Right. But I'm just thinking like the last time I cheated and had a little bit of fish. Like I can't even remember. Felt you feel, did you feel bad or no? Feel bad what? Physically. No, no. I, I got more energy now than than ever. Like no, even, I mean from eating the fish. Wait, oh, I felt bad after I ate the fish? Yeah, did you? Uh, No, but it was a little weird. I do think the body had a hard time recognizing what it is. Once you give it the steady diet, it's like, uh, what's this weird stuff? My Uncle Dave is married to a woman who's not, you know, my aunt. She's a vegetarian. She was the first vegetarian I ever met. I remember remember always being like, what if you had just like a little bit of meat? She's like, no, I won't (laughs) have it. She said if she does, she'd get sick. She'd get really sick. Because one time she had something that had meat in it and she didn't know it. She's like, why am I so sick? And someone's like... Oh, that's got that's got tuna in it. Uh, when she got really sick. She's sensitive. Yeah. She might also have a fish allergy. Who knows? That's true. I just, uh, yeah, I don't get freaky about it. I just, like, it just weaned off of it, you know? Remember years ago you saying something about how, 
We're going to look back on eating meat the same way we look back on cigarettes. Other yeah, how like it's in like, a movie when you see people smoking on like, a plane. I can't believe it. Yeah, I think so. Once like uh, mm -hmm. once there's a comes a generation where the girls won't like you if you eat meat. I think yeah. that's the tipping point. Then from that point on, you're just a heathen if you eat it. And uh, I also feel like because I have been historically like a pretty big meat eater, and more and more I'm just like I only want tiny amounts of it. Mm -hmm. And if I do, it has to be like a very special thing. I typically I don't really am I interested in eating big. meat for meat's sake or majority meat at all. Right. And I think that you know your body has to digest all that stuff. Yeah. So the older you get, you just still want to be like, you just can't handle the things that used to waylay you before, like alcohol yeah. or drugs or digestion. Well, I feel like a lot of that stuff is hard on your liver because there's so much fat yeah. in meat. Gotta and be. Fat's bad for you to process, not just like in terms of making you fat, but it's also like, that's, that makes, it gives you like indigestion. It's hard to break down. Yeah. I wouldn't, like, if I was taking care of anything, I wouldn't pour a bunch of fat into it. Yeah. You know, whether it was, like, a machine or yeah. an animal or whatever it was. Unless you're greasing up an engine. That's a good point. If I was making soap. Yeah. Yeah. So hey, we should say right now that we're, the elections was last week. Cheers. Yeah. yeah, cheers. Thank you. Do you think right now it's about to start to get kind of really crazy and interesting? Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the best time to be alive right now in terms of, Grand scale entertainment. Like, shit's about to get fucking weird. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, then it borders on non even, like, goes beyond entertainment. See, for me, point. I like, I call it entertainment, but like, in the broader sense of uh, just, holy shit, I can't believe this is happening kind of thing. Yeah. No, they, yeah, I think this is a calm before the storm. When, mm -hmm. when someone that psycho doesn't say anything for four days, that's not a sign that he quit and you beat him. Yeah, it's a sign that he's like stewing, he's like building up, he's like the pressure cooker is about to fucking blow. Yeah, he's finding the drive to continue. Yeah. And he's going to find it and he's going to continue. God, it's going <laughs> to just get, I mean, I'm not a news person. I actually was for a long time during the election and even on like the actual election election, I was uh, the day of it. I was like, I'm not really going to check the news a lot. That was like that. Even yeah. though I kind of did, but I didn't check it like a ton. It wasn't like refreshing. I was working on a show at the time, so I was like, That's thank good. God I have something to think about. But um, I was resigned to the fact that it, this, even the election was only the first step in him trying to stay in office. Oh, it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. Yeah. So it was like, I'm not going to get that excited. And then also, too, it was like, I remember four years ago him winning when I thought he wouldn't. So mm -hmm. I was like... This time I got to get resigned to the fact that he really could win. Yeah. So I wasn't checking it. I was, yeah. Yeah, I was checking it a pretty good amount, but just because I had some money on it and I won some money. What do you mean? Who? Where did you place a bet for that? I posted on Twitter. I was like, hey, anybody want to bet me? I had a few drinks and I watched a couple of music videos, uh, not music videos, a couple of videos on YouTube of some people who used to be in Trump's camp. I may have talked about this on a podcast before, but maybe, I don't know if I have. But I saw some videos of people who were in Trump's camp. Can I just stop one second? Yeah. You just looked exactly like Pete Carroll. I wasn't even really? thinking about it. That's and so then I funny. went, Pete Carroll. He's the way. He's the uh, Jets or the Seahawks? Seahawks. Seahawks. Dude, yeah. fucking Russell Wilson, man. Rusty, does. Yeah. He's that guy is a, Go Hawks. That guy is a beast. But you know what I was saying is that. Sorry um, to interrupt. Yeah, I, I I saw a bunch of stuff where I was like, you know what? I think the writing's on the wall. Trump's gonna lose. It just felt like it, and I was like, you know, what? Might, might as well make some money on this. 
So I put out a bet on Twitter. I was like, anyone want to bet me 100 bucks on Just straight up, no yeah. odds? Who bet you? Uh, two people I don't know, but they weren't Trump supporters. They're people who were like, you know what? I, um, I hope he doesn't win, but I'm, I'll take the bet. Hope he doesn't win, but what's so like to cover their hedge their bet in a way? Yeah, I mean, one guy actually did have another bet other way, and he wanted to cover his other bet. I actually won a hundred bucks when Trump won, Whoa. not because I wanted to, wow. but you know, sometimes you got to bet against the house, right? Oh, so you bet? You've been betting on these. It's a thing for you. I like betting a lot now. I'm a big fan of not sports betting, but just like yeah, prop bets of any kind. Other bet. I bet, bet you why, we Dodgers. should make a bet while we're out here. What, what do you want to bet? Uh, will a bird will a bird come and land while we're t- doing this? Land where? Well, I mean, yeah, because you know your yard better. So. I know. So this is not a good bet for you. No. How about, um, oh, will there be a plane? You know that, too. There will be because the, the airport's Also, it's Veterans Day. Today is? Yeah, I saw four. Wait, how do you? Cause they can do a holiday on a on a. Wins? I don't know. I, maybe it's every Wednesday. I don't think it is, but maybe it's always. <laughs> I saw four planes fly over directly over the house. I saw four World War II era trainer trainer planes like the fly over. Whoa! It was really cool. In formation too, in a formation of a diamond. Whoa! They flew right over. Oh, it was. So I got chills. That's what a Nazi would have seen if he got killed by him. Like that's the last thing he saw. Maybe, or maybe he's hiding. He'd be like, I don't want this Spitfire to see me. Spitfire. Were you at Wiener Schnitzel when you saw that? I was here in the front yard. <laughs> oh. The Wiener Schnitzel. Wiener Schnitzel. Okay, so do yeah. we have a bet? Should we 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 gotta come I don't know, something? man. I don't know what kind of thing that's gonna transpire in the next forty five minutes is gonna allow us to Do you have do you ever get hum- hummingbirds over here? Oh yeah. Will you get that's not a bad bet. Or did they not come in the afternoon? Oh I saw one today. I saw one today on that Brugmansia right there. But was it, it was probably like 7.30 this morning, right? Uh, it was probably pretty early, yeah. That's the thing. They they don't come in the afternoon, I don't think. I think around here they do. They all do? bets are off nowadays. They so, just fucking diddy-bop it around all the so time. So do you want hummingbird or no hummingbird? But what's the chances? We're going to have to be sitting here looking for it the whole time. No, I mean, we're sitting here. If it happens, then that's it. So what's your bet? What do you we, mean? We will see one or we won't see one? I don't think so. and I, I don't think so. They seem to come out when there's like moisture and or the early times. I've actually lot of lost a couple of bets recently. I won big on the Trump bet, but I lost on a Dodgers COVID bet. I think. Here's a bet. What? Who was the name of the server that gave you this coffee? I have no idea. No. Someone with a lot of tattoos, a lot of like very thick tattoos. Really? What is it? What's the name? Kevin. No, that's my name. That's my Starbucks name. Oh, Kevin Tipcorn? Yeah, Kevin Tipcorn at Starbucks. Oh, okay. See, I blew that. I don't want to know my real name. Especially now with masks. It's like you can be totally anonymous. Yeah, it's great. Now, I know that with, uh, I can do weird things with my mouth in the supermarket. Like what? Like go, Yeah, you're just like walking by people or, you know, I've even said stuff because it's like, what's he going to do? Turn around and go, what'd you say? And then I'll just go, I didn't say anything. I call people without their mask. I say bad name words sometimes. Mask out. I'm like, I'll call them worse than that. What do you say? I'll call like, I'll say asshole. Asshole. I might drop an F word sometimes. Uh, The bad one. I might drop the F, the bad F one because it's like, not because I like that word, but because the person who's not wearing it probably likes that word least. You know what I mean? Right, right. Sometimes it's you gotta like that, pick what's gonna hurt them. Yeah, what's gonna hurt the most? Yeah. And calling like some like machismo dude with like a some redneck. Well, you know, the, the, what I read is that a lot of people that 
had childhood trauma or something like that. They don't yeah. want to wear the mask because it feels like this forced change. It makes them claustrophobic. I can see that. So you could just say something like that to them. You know what I mean? Sorry about your abuse. There you go. Uh, abuse, abuse, kid. Abuse, person has experienced abuse. <laughs> I actually have trouble with the mask the a lot, screws. too. I find it because it's like, it makes me super aware of my breathing. A lot of times... Mm. I have trouble when I have to do something I'm super aware of, you know. I'm, like, thinking about it as opposed to just... Obviously, you don't think about your breathing most of the time. You just breathe. Right. But when I have to think about it, hmm. it gets me in this space where sometimes like, I am start going, like, okay, I'm breathing. Like, breathing too deep, you know? Right. You too, tell, yeah. Yeah, like, it's a it's a, uh, a motor function you don't usually think about, and then that makes you conscious of it, and you for, so you forget how to do it. Do you have tattoos? No tats. I have one tat. Oh, I was going to do my tat joke. Which is what? Well, it makes fun of people with tats, so now I can't do it. Oh, you can do it. Actually, I only have one tattoo. Oh. Make fun of it. I used to go, you probably heard this joke where I'm like, um, the human body is, well, I don't know. I go, uh, I don't have any tats. I don't like the pain of putting them on. I don't want the same picture on there. Yeah. I don't want to look, to look up at God and go, you almost nailed it. <laughs> the human body's a living, breathing work of art. But you know what you forgot? Doodles. Doodles. That's a pretty good joke against a tattoo. Thank you. All right, what do you got? Um, oh, I was going to say I passed out getting a tattoo hmm. because I was so, not because it hurt so bad, but because I was so scared to move. Ah, it was, was breathing, stressed out. I was breathing shallow. I was going like, so I don't want like a deep breath to move my arm and cause her to mess up. Right. So as a result, I started breathing really shallow. Normally, if you're in pain, you go like, right. You do big out breaths of the you mouth can take an into the nose. You do a big one, but that moves around so much that I fucking straight up went into devil land for like ten seconds. So you you blacked out, and then when you woke up, you're like, oh, I'm in a tattoo place getting a tattoo? I kind of knew I was about to go out, because I was like, can we take a little break? Can I get a little water? I could feel it kind of coming on, because I've passed out before like, having my blood drawn. I have, and, too. Uh, I've, I've passed have... out five times. Five times? That's a lot, Howard. I know. We counted them down on who charted my top five public faints. What was the first one? You remember how um, long ago it was? They just... Uh, a lot of them were like, didn't eat all day, partied too much. That's a big one, not eating. Yeah. Yeah. Then there was like, yeah, just passed out on a bar, landed, had the glass in my hand, woke, woke up in the manager's office, they're feeding me bar fruit. I passed out at What's a, bar fruit? Like the limes and stuff they put in drinks. Oh, bar fruit. That's <laughs> funny. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, I, I mean, I the, the stories get bigger after that. I mean, I, I passed out. I passed out at a security guard job. I passed really? out at a college interview in the Damn. middle in the middle of the Hampshire College. Why? Uh, I was nervous because my friend already got in, and we wanted to go to the same school out of yeah. high school, so I had pressure. And then right when I got there, they said, "Hey, a grad student's going to observe. Do you mind?" Oh. And like, so there was two guys sitting right in front of me. I hadn't eaten. There was an ice storm. And I just passed out right in the middle of the interview. This is where? Up in New Jersey? No, Hampshire College in Amherst, Massachusetts. Amherst. Yeah. Because you grew up in Massachusetts. No, New Jersey. New Jersey. But See, yeah. I knew that. See? That's why I said Jersey. No, you. yeah, you were Yeah, you were on target with that. But it's just like for a minute I was thinking about going to school up there. Because yeah. they had Hampshire College is a school where you design your own curriculum, no tests. Oh, yeah. It was like the ultimate uh, college for us. The ultimate I'd, fucking fuck off college. Mm-hmm. So, so you just get in or no? 
Yeah, after the interview, I woke up. They gave me orange juice and cookies. I finished the interview. It was for sure that I wouldn't get in, but I did. But I think it was just because I could pay for it. Because yeah. that was like like an expensive liberal arts college. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I really don't think they turn down a lot of people. It's like Yeah, they probably don't. Yeah. It's just if you're crazy enough to go there and, you're, and you, your parents can pay for it. Right. If you're crazy from the heat. Yeah. Did you read that book? I was just talking about how I got to buy it again. I bought, uh, not buy it again. I read it in a bookstore, and I loved every second Did of it. Did you just it. go, like, for an hour a day and read it? Yeah. I just was like, oh, what's this? Oh, no way. And then just, like, couldn't put it down. I never read it, but one of my friends loves it, and I always think about the stuff he's told me about it. For, like, the, how, like, didn't David Lee Roth spend his 21st birthday, like, on an airplane so he could live, have a party for 24 hours or some shit? Wow, I didn't hear that Maybe it was one. his 30th birthday. It was some significant birthday. He, st he was on a jet the whole time. So he could have basically live, you know, fly, stay in the time, stay in his birthday for 24 hours. But, but can't you stay in your birthday for 24 hours even if you don't go anywhere? I guess he stayed <laughs> in his birthday for longer. I don't know, somehow. Right. Maybe somehow he did a 36 hour birthday or something. Somehow he did something where he, well, you know, you read the book. I don't, I don't remember okay. that part. I remember the part about him saying, like, every time he landed mm -hmm. on the floorboards when he would do a jump, he felt like he was landing on the head of an anti-Semite and oh, wow. stomping him through the stage. That's cool. That was crazy. Yeah, that's it's right. Like, He's Jewish, wasn't he? Yeah, and you just, like, uh, yeah, no, it's just a weird thing. Because growing up Jewish, I know you just got you think about those things sometimes. There's not and a lot then, of Jews in rock. Yeah. Lou and Reed. Then, Lou Reed. DLR. DLR. Who else you got? Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Rob Zim. <laughs> Rob Zim. Rob Zim from uh, Minnesota. Not a lot of Minnesotans either. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Listen to the Hanukkah song. Like, I don't know. The oh, Beastie yeah. Boys. Uh, Beastie Boys. Oh, there's, Jew there's Jews all over music, but it's just like. Not with, front men. Yeah, not front men. And especially like with hair metal, that wasn't like the brainiest genre. Yeah. So. You figure there are a lot of people in there that probably have biases. He also wants straight hair, too. You don't want that kinky hair. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to have the long, straight, how was it called? Um, Anglo-Saxon hair. Anglo-Saxon. The Saxon. Saxon hair. Yeah. Hey, uh, no birds yet. Well, no hummingbirds. There might be some birds around here. You know what? If I have my cans on, my ears... Mm -hmm. It's hard to be aware, because that's like a thing, you know? Right that's a there. crow. There's always crows here. That was right on cue, though. That was cool. I think the crows know. The crows are fucking smart as hell. They are. Yeah. You know, the crows are here because of us. They're, they, like, they weren't here before we were. They, come, they came around because we make it easy for them to get food. Yeah, totally. It's them and rats. Yeah. Rats are like... Rats are... Wherever people are making mistakes, being filthy, mm -hmm. rats are like... I'll live there. Right. Okay. Someone told me that there's four major rat families in New York City, right? Really? And that one of them died because three of them, during the pandemic, because there's been less trash, three of the rat families ganged up on one of them and they took them out. They wiped wow. them out. Yeah. That, I mean, that's like how ne the Neanderthals mm -hmm. got off. The Neanderthals got off because they were too, they, they weren't smart as the sapiens, right? And they like... Isn't it also because Neanderthals, they were heavier, stronger people, so they needed more fuel. Right. And so that's why they got um. They got needed off. more fuel, and so then they couldn't think as, as well. 
because oh. they had their their fuel was going to physical processes. But there's still a couple of Neanderthals bopping around, right? There's people who have Neanderthal DNA. I think I do. You think you do? Yeah. Have you checked? No, I just have a pronounced forehead. I don't know if that means that's true, though. <laughs> no. But you could probably could claim it. Yeah, do you I'm ever have people? Uh, you know David Walsh from the Walsh brothers? Uh, yeah, the Walsh. Because David Walsh has a pronounced forehead like that. He said people used to want to fight him because of that. Really? Yeah, he says like. Oh, because it yeah. makes him look like a caveman. They like... want to fucking fight me. People want to just come up. They want to kick my ass because uh, I don't like the way I look. So it's like like bitchy resting face kind of. I think it might be, yeah. That or like, you know how like big guys who like could be bouncers, people want to pick fights with right. them because they're like, you look like a fucking tough guy. Right. Hey, tough guy. Hey, you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Hey, there's a plane. You hear that? Oh, yeah. That's a prop plane, too. It's not prop. a jet. It's a prop bet plane. Prop plane bet. Hey, have you acted in anything where you had to wear a mask? Like, did you p- do anything where you played like a modern day person? You mean like, uh, like currently because pandemic mask? Yeah, just like has anything you shot like Last taken week? place? Really? Yeah, with Superstore, I had to wear oh, a mask okay. for every fucking scene because it takes place inside in a store, and everyone wears masks in the store. So did it's they, weird. So when they between takes, were were you pulling the mask off, or did you just have to leave it on? I actually kept it on. You don't have to keep it on, but you have to go to like your designated area, and they have some shielding up. They also have like a thing you can wear. It's like a weird collar. That has, it looks like a dog dog cone almost, but just one side. Mm-hmm. You can wear that if you want, but I didn't wear that because it felt weird. And then as a, what do they call you, front line or a, what do they say? Uh, it's like something like A-zone or some A-zone. dumb shit like that. And then um, as an A-zone, mm-hmm. how many times are you getting tested on set? Every morning. But only once? You get tested in the morning and then you stay there until you shoot. So if you have a scene at like 5 p.m., you get tested like at 9 a.m. and you just have to sit around the whole day. And let me ask you this. Yeah. Do they have to pay you more than that? Because wouldn't it be like... like No. They have you for the week or the episode or whatever. For that, they have you for whatever amount of time it takes to get the episode. What would your call time have been if there was no COVID? Probably a lot earlier. Even earlier? Yeah, because... Why would they need you earlier? Because they start earlier. Right now, they take... Most TV shows that are shooting like on a set or like on a lot, you know... They are taking an extra day to complete an episode. So instead of five days, which is normal, they take six. Right. And so a lot of times they step, it ends up being like, if you start on Monday, you finish the episode on the next Monday. Because you still have the weekends off. But so here's the, here's the best way to describe it. If it takes, it used to take three weeks to shoot three episodes. Now it takes four weeks to shoot three episodes. Because there's an extra day tacked on right. each one because it goes so slow. Because they have to just do all this fucking protocol. The testing, too, the testing is incredibly expensive. Yes, I've heard it's like $1,000 a person for each test. I think they must. I don't know what it is. I think it's either they spend, oh, it's so it's so much fucking money. You see that because you go to get these rapid tests. You have to get a non-rapid test just to get like a costume fitting. Then they have a rapid test every morning, which I don't know that's accurate, but they're still, they're still accurate to some degree. You see the apparatus in place for that, all the people they have to hire, all the fucking, just everything. And you're kind of like, God, this has got to be so fucking expensive. So expensive. And that's yeah. why you're seeing that the, the, the episode orders are going down because yeah. they're using that same amount of money and putting it into the COVID testing. Yeah, they just can't afford it. No one can. Someone told me, I don't know if this is true or not, but some big budget remake of a movie, um, they said, they ha- this is like a big studio movie, they've had to spend... 
$19 million on COVID stuff. Like, that's the whole thing, right? That's right. All, everything top to bottom, all the stuff. But $19 million. Because it affects every, it affects catering. Yeah. It affects. It's crazy. I have a friend who does camera on, a, what is it, Scandal, ABC. Okay, on a, on a, multi, on a uh, hour-long drama. Yeah, and oh, he's just crazy. saying, like, even just the roots. Like, if he wants to go outside yeah, just to drink or take a break, the route he has to take is just, like, mm -hmm. 100 yards. You have to go in one door and out another. You never go in the indoor and never go out that. You never go out the indoor and out, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Because they don't want people passing in close proximity. Yeah. And it's all just guesswork just so that they could get around the legalese of continuing production. Do yeah, you know but it I mean? does work, though, because they it? haven't had any infections that I know of. On NBC at all. Well, that's good. But, I mean, they have shut down. I have it on my yeah. phone. They shut down The Witcher. The Witcher. Well, that's probably because they're all dirty. In the Where's the where's the Witcher shooting? Is that a show or a movie? I think it's a show. Oh, uh, really? But then there was there was some familiar ones that they had to shut down. Right. Uh, Stumptown. Stumptown. Is that a show? Yeah, it got canceled. It was uh, a, it was a, last year. It was about really keep up with this, a chick huh? detective. Yeah, because it's just—it's all funny to me. The, sh the TV world. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just as funny to me, and just like—I don't know—like de Deadline, you know. I don't look at Deadline at all. Boy, that's that's smart, but it's the same way that because you wouldn't want to get stressed out, right? Yeah, I also don't want to like have like any kind of—I have a comparison issue, you know. I look at stuff and I compare myself. Yeah, I think everybody does. That, everybody yeah. does, but some people have it worse. Right. Some people are better at like uh, not looking at stuff. I tend to be like, doesn't take much to get me on the hook. To, like, but but you know that? like what's that? What's that? I would get that from Twitter worse than I would get it from from Deadline. I find Instagram is the worst because it's pictures. Yeah, for sure. I never look. I mean, like I oh. really never look at Instagram. I do, but I also only follow a few people now, and um, I still don't get yeah. why every, I, I still don't get why people are against TikTok. No one's against TikTok. People who are against TikTok are. Like it's like being against the rain. It's like, right. what are you gonna do about it, huh? Right, but I don't, I don't understand. Like, even for people that resist, like, why would you even? It's just a better app to me I than Instagram you know or is? Twitter or. It's just They're better. against TikTok because they associate it with young people, I think, and like stupidity. When actually, it's not really that so much as it is just kind of really normal people, right? It's yeah. Like average people. There are some it's celebrities the, on there, but the people who have the most views and the most like. Interesting stuff are not celebrities, right? Right. right. Except for, it depends. You know, I mean, if you want to call Gary V a celebrity, but he is. He's a celebrity it's more to some just extent. About, yeah, but I mean, it's just like the algorithm finds you, so it's like. Yeah. I don't know. It's not like Instagram. No matter what, you're just going to get people's food and outfits, no matter how hard you try. With that, with uh, TikTok, I mean, I just mostly get like mentoring stuff, mm -hmm. music stuff. You know, it's just like if it's just what I like to look at. See, Britt looks at Tic Tac all all the time, and her whole thing is animals, funny animal stuff, mm -hmm. and also just like funny, all kinds of stuff. Sometimes it's, it's like just, people being funny, people being funny, like oh look at this crazy thing that someone happened to have filmed. Right, and it's even like you would even see the good side of like let, let's say if you're a blue state or whatever, you even on there you will see like the good side of like. Hey, we we helped this deer get out of the water. That's my favorite shit. All the stuff like that are like, so it's my job. Hey, everybody, I work in a tortilla factory. This is how it works. Clock in here. There's tortillas. There's my friend Jose. What's up? 
Right. You seen that guy who has like this super thick accent who got a um, what's that kind of dog called a uh, a bulldog? He's like, I got this dog here. Turns out he speaks Spanish. <laughs> I say it, Tay. He's like speaking the thickest accent, almost not comprehensible. And the dog understood it. Dog's like, I say it, Tay. <laughs> Donna move Paul. He's like, I can't think what giving your hand is, but it's like. He's speaking Spanish to this dog, and it's so cute what and did, so funny. Did the dog learn Spanish from somebody else? Because he rescued it. Oh, yeah. okay. There's a lot of people who get rescue dogs like, what the fuck? Is this dog deaf? Like, no, it speaks German or it speaks Spanish. Ah, right. Because it just... was like a, with a other family, yeah. Right. It's like if you had a yeah dog that's used to mm. Americans, and then like a Japanese yeah. person started talking to it, it wouldn't. That would suck, though. If you got a Japanese dog, you have to learn Japanese. I can learn. I can do Spanish pretty good. I could probably do even French and German pretty good if I had a French or German dog, but imagine you had like a fucking Chinese dog having to learn Chinese. That'd be tough. That would suck. Also, you, how funny that'd be if you were in public like speaking just Chinese <laughs> to a dog. People would be like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Is this guy racist or is he just like... I had a... Well, she's still my girlfriend, technically. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, did I tell you she spoke Chinese? You don't talk, I don't know anything about a girlfriend. As far as I know, Howard Kramer is a man about town. Oh. Well, no, for years I've just like been had like a long distance girlfriend. Yeah, but that's gotta a, have its like you know, ins and outs sort of thing. Obviously, if you have a long distance girlfriend, for years there's probably like some caveats in there, right? Are you pressing me? No, I don't know. <laughs> no, you don't uh, have to answer. Yeah, obviously. no, the, for sure it's not like a full. I mean, it's not what most people would call a legitimate real relationship. Right. How often do you guys talk? Depends, but. Sometimes every day, sometimes not for a week or two. Because you live a pretty private life. Yeah. You do. Yeah. I know this from listening to your other podcast, Grift Horse. Grift Horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With Megan Beth Keister. Because mm -hmm. Megan's always show. begging to get a get a uh, look into Dragon Manor. Yeah. And it's not going to happen. It's silly. I mean, Kulap was trying for like seven years and didn't get it. Wow. So like Megan thinking she's going to get in after a year. It's crazy. Well, Megan's more determined than a lot of people. She is. We'll see. Yeah. But uh, why so do we start talking about that? Because your girlfriend speaks Chinese. Oh, yeah. So anyway, she's fully white. You know, she was born here, but or she was born in Singapore, but her parents are from, like, Oklahoma. So, like, Navy people or Army people? Oil. Oil. Oil people. So, so it was like she's fully just a white girl who completely speaks Chinese. But they speak Chinese in Singapore? Um... She grew Singapore up. Was, uh, she was born in Singapore, but then they lived in Hong Kong too. Well, in Singapore, they speak. Oh God. Cantonese. What about um? Because if you're Filipino, isn't Singapore the isn't Singapore the capital of the Philippines? Singapore is the capital. No, Singapore. God, this is I'm I'm just making myself to be an idiot right now. Me if too. This isn't true. Because I, you know what? I'll just say like. I don't know Asia. Like I'm pretty right. good with geography, but I've never been to Asia, and I I don't know it that but well. But she's just a lot of price. A lot of people speaking Chinese in Singapore. Yeah, or she learned that, and then there yeah. was other stuff like Bahasa. Just like a lot of languages. Tagalog, ta Tagalog, Tagalog. But, anyway, but um, we were like, we were at a convenience store in uh, Austin. Mm -hmm. You know, that was run by Chinese people. That's where you people. met her. I met her there. Yeah, mm -hmm. met her at. Uh, South by Southwest. Yeah. Yeah. The living the dream. South by. Booked at the fest. So. Booked. South by. Booked. I got booked at South by. Last minute. Still booked. Really? 
I've been booked there. I always get booked last minute. They're like, how come I'm on the poster, Charlie? Well, um. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> we just asked him the day before and gave him a hotel room. Yeah. No flight money. I was going to do Moon Tower before they canceled it with the Comedy Crawl. Moon Tower is a great fest. It was a great fest. Well, yeah. They're having it in December now. Jesus Christ. But anyway, uh, to finish this, finally finish this finally story. Finally finish it. We were in a convenience store, and they spoke Chinese in there, and she started talking to them. Mm -hmm. And it was like they were, like, blown away, you know, that she could speak it. And then um, on the way out, like, she got all flustered, and we left. And I go, what happened? And she goes, the old lady called me a guaylo. So I mean, like, a, is that like a pocho, or is that like a um, like a poser? What is it like? It's like a yeah, basically like a, what's like the word, uh, what should we call it? Like a like a carpetbagger, or like a, someone who's here just to exploit. Like the why would the white why would the white girl know Chinese except to, you know, kind of take? That's fucking mean as shit. It was super mean, but uh, she so wasn't could like. Could you tell there was a tension in the conversation? No, it's just like, well, what am I Guaylo? And then I go, what's that? And she goes, oh, it's just like a disparaging word. Because I know the term gaijin in Japanese, that literally just means foreigner, though. Okay. It's kind of a bad thing. I'll go say. You could say it in a bad way if you wanted to. Yeah, you could say fucking gaijin. Yeah. Whatever fuck is in Japanese, but fucking gaijin. But I know also, like my friend who lived in Japan, he said he'd often on the train have like a mom, like a little kid pointing at this him, and she'd go, oh, gaijin. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh, it's a foreigner. Right. Yeah, like, why does that guy not look like us? But Guaylo is a carpetbagger. Huh? Guaylo, but then she got into a car accident one time. Mm-hmm. And uh, the woman, you know, hit her. And then when she walked over to the car, the woman was on the phone speaking Chinese on the phone, probably saying, like, I just got into an accident or something. What do yeah. I do or whatever? And then, you know. My girlfriend walked up and started talking to her in Chinese. It just like blew the woman's mind. She couldn't. I mean, it was because that's one of those languages where you just don't expect people to know like Chinese. Yeah, I mean, even on TikTok, there's a white guy who just goes around China. I've watched that. Yeah, you seen that guy? Yeah. And then he's got the perfect dialect. See, my whole thing is I want to learn Spanish so I can do Texas Spanish, like "Hola, hombres." Right. Speak like just full, full, perfect, perfect Spanish. But with a super thick Texas accent, mm-hmm. that where I want to learn to speak perfect Mexico City Spanish, where I'm like, like where you're like, is this guy a fucking? Is he lisping? Is he a What's gangster? He yeah. Is this guy fucking like a super rich Mexico City dude? That would be cool. Those are the two, but those are great choices. Mm-hmm. Speak it perfectly, or speak it perfectly. Yeah, both wrong. ends of it. Yeah. Just to be like one of those Texas oil guys, like, hombres, no quelo, Castellito, carnade. I'd attack, I'd say, okay, quiet, carnate, amigo. It's like Tommy Lee Jones in uh, No Country for Old Men. God. That movie, man. That movie's one of those movies where I feel like it just gets better. I got to be honest. I've only watched it the one time, and I feel like I've seen it ten times. You got to watch it again, man. I just, uh, it's it's so unsettling to me. It is? Yeah, I mean, just, uh, yeah, I mean, because like you said, I live a private life. Yeah. I mean, who knows when I walk in that I don't have some cow gun that I'm going to use to blow your brains out. <laughs> I mean, who knows? It's but just, you also watch movies with the sound off a lot, if, yeah. just to kind of like take the temperature. Yeah, I did that this morning. You did? What'd you watch? Kick-Ass. 
Kick-Ass. Oh, my God. I haven't seen that in forever. I yeah. forgot about that movie. That was a big movie. It was big. 2010. It was a fun, cool movie. Never saw it once and then got a taste of it today. I didn't know Nicolas Cage was in it. He has, like, a daughter in there. That part looked fun. I wish, it, to, I wish you could program a movie just to stop at the certain actor scenes. You mean only those? Yeah, because there's a lot of movies where I go, I just want to see what this guy did in this movie. Can I tell you something? Yeah. You go to YouTube and you search that up. Great point. There's tons of people who like all the... Um, Supercuts. All the fucking Brian Doyle Murray scenes from this. Or they just do that because they're like you and they want to just see the freak out scenes from some actor. They want to see like the yeah. pieces of it, you know? There's a movie called uh, Shit. Ah, should have just thought of it. What's it called? Piss Get Weather? Over It. Get Over It. Get Over It. I've never even heard it's of that. Cr- it's Kirsten Dunst and Mila Kunis when they're like brand new or whatever. Right? It's like kind of like a Bring It On type movie. But Martin. What's Bring It On? That's a dance movie? That's uh, cheerleading? Yeah. Martin Short, though, is the comedic uh, foil in it. Like he, so like, He's so good. Yeah, there's like five, six scenes of just genius Martin Short, and then the rest of it is completely throwaway. What's it called again? Get it over. Get it? over it. Yeah. Damn, I need to see that. Yeah, check it out. I watched a really bad movie the other day that I paid full fucking price for. Yikes! What it's is called it? Called Informer. 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 Tell me the lead actor. Lead actor is a guy I don't know. He's like a chiseled. Oh, is it new? It's new. It's oh, one okay. of those things you have to pay full price for, you know, because it's in the th- in the th- quote unquote theaters. Yikes! I was dumb. I was like super tired, and I was, you know, I was hungover because it was it was Sunday because mm-hmm. I partied very hard in the desert because of Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Was also, there a big comedy party I missed out there? No, this was just me and some uh, people who are not on social media. Okay. Some old Off old the friends of mine who are, you know, do you have any friends like that who are people who are like. You know, you can like you've known them forever, and you hang out with them, and it's not like um, they're yeah, they're just like like non-comedy friends. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I feel have. like that's super important. Yeah, and I always forget how important that is. It's like a thing where, oh, this is actually fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. like a thing where you're like, there's no like. I could be uh, a regular person right now. Regular person, and also it's like people who like fucking bust your chops and shit. Yeah, ball busters. But I watched this movie on Sunday because I was like, you know. Looking to relax, watch a shit. Cause I like watching shit movies. I really love watching shit movies. Oh, I got, I, I got some great ones for you. That's the thing where Fadeb and I disagree on a lot. He doesn't like a shit movie. No, he won't watch stuff that's trash. Like, I love watching stuff like I know this is trash. I'm gonna watch it because it is tr- because it's trash. Right. Because it feels good I, to watch trash. I, to me, it's selective. I won't do it with every piece of trash. Right. But I, but absolutely. I mean, I've just, I've been rediscovering Demolition Man, Snipes, and uh, Dude, Schwarzenegger. I watch that. Dude, it's got it's got self-driving cars. It's got an it's Alexa. A movie. Yeah, it's like it's it's predicted so many. It's got so many things right. Really? Yeah. And Wesley Snipes is a real atypical. Like he's just laughing the whole time, like having a blast, like destroying things. Like Drop Zone, maybe. What's that? That's this movie where he plays like a. Like a guy who gets in with his club, he has a, plays a cop or something who infiltrates a, a team of skydivers to like get <laughs> these criminals. Oh my god, it's fucking it. great! It's just you know, snipes plus skydiving. Okay, well we're in. This movie, The Informer, though, was shit. It was so fucking bad. It had like a couple of good scenes. Dry crime uh, thing. It was because anytime something's like a mafia mob thing, especially when it's like Russian mafia or um. Any type of Russian mafia, st- any mafia stuff at all, especially yeah. Irish or Russian, I love. 
was so violent, super yeah. violent. This was the Polish mob, and some of that mob stuff was good, but basically it just was a classic case of a big budget movie. Where they, you know, they get Gerard Butler in there. They get fucking uh, Rosamund Pike in there. Right. They get fucking Common in there. Right. Com- and it's Clive Owen. Clive. It actually was Clive Owen, not Gerard <laughs> Are you Butler. It was Clive Owen, not yeah. It was Clive Owen. It was not Gerard Butler. I always get those fuckers confused. It was Clive Owen. And it's Clive just, Owen will bring you down even a little bit more than, like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just always it's something dark if they stuck Clive Owen. Because he's it. such a he's such like a detestable guy. He yeah. can be at least. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I'm gonna pause it real quick. We'll take we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back with our guest Howard Kramer. Fucking around in the garden and you realize like your fingernails are just caked with dirt it's all the time. My hands, uh, sometimes during the peak of the summer when I'm gardening a lot, my hands look like I, like I work like a, as a fucking bricklayer. Because I get this yeah. thing I call gardener's finger. You can kind of see it right now, actually, as I was doing some stuff today. Yeah, it's all wrinkled there. Yeah, my fingers are weird, aren't they? You got long, I mean, do you play guitar? I play, used to play bass, Seems even longer. Some, must have been good. I mean, you had the natural. Yeah, my bass player used to say that if you play... Enough, your fingers will stretch out. And I played for about 10 years pretty heavily. So it's possible they got stretched out. I played out. longer than that, and they never stretched. But you have big hands. Not really. Those aren't big. Those are big hands, Howard. Those I don't are bigger know. than I Trump's hands. Well, thank you. Thank you, you very much. You have big hands? You don't think you have big I hands? I did, but it was just like, you know when you got to do like, dun, 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 dun. I always hated having to stick my pinky over to that extra mean, fret. Do you mean doing a quarter in arpeggio? Like having to like, you know, like say you got you're making a yeah. fifth, but then you're using the pinky right to yeah, grab it to to go to, to go down an extra fret. Basically, there's like you know it's like five frets you're stretching right. over. I don't know. That's why I just was like, all right, I'll do singing. Then I couldn't sing. Then rap came along, and I, I understood it perfectly. I was just like, okay, thank God I could do that. Do you do all your own production? Like I make the beats, but then I like usually have somebody like just clean, clean the whole thing up, like but the how track does it, vocals. Your vocals always sound so fucking tight. God damn! All the way they you. sound, they sound Ooh. so like. You say you like when people compliment your garden. Okay. Oh man, thank you. Like even those interludes you do for Who Charted, like DVDs. <laughs> DVDs. Because you, you double the vocals, right? Yeah, I think most a lot of those are doubled. Do you triple them or just double them? I, well, I mean, it's case by case, but a lot of times it's just a double. But what makes them sound so oh, like tight? The compression. But I like, I gotta be honest. Like, my thing is like, I like to make the beat and then track the vocal with somebody and then let them put all the polish on it. Like, so I'm you the, make the beat using what? Um. Well, like for the last several years, just Ableton. I make it Ableton, in Ableton live. You make the beat. Yeah. Then you do you write the vocals. Yeah, I write them. You write them out fully. Yep, right. And then you have someone. You like. How do you have someone record it? Like pre-COVID, what would you do? Is it changed? Um. But not really. It's just gotten like less often because people are more reluctant. But uh, basically, to just go to somebody's house, mm-hmm. give them the stems. They bring it into Pro Tools usually. Okay. And then I track the vocals. And then they do stuff to it. They you say do track the, the vocals, you mean record the vocals? Yeah, they. Okay. I record the vocals, and then they, you know, compression, delay, all that. If they're going to master the track together. Yeah. It's just like uh, I have a mental block to where I could never just 
fully apply myself to that. I think it's because I don't like to make the tracks fully by myself. Yeah. You know, it's like you want to have some kind of feedback or even some kind of like the tracks that I've made with other people. It's like we've got a story, we've got an experience yeah. and I associate them with it. It's more fun than making it yourself, you know. Yeah, I, have, I, f I guess I feel that way. A lot of times I've made it myself only because it's just the only option, but... Yeah. It's better if you can make it yourself because you'd just be so much more productive. You're not waiting on somebody. Yeah. Because I'm really particular about the beat. It has to be a certain way for me to rap over. It has to be a certain speed, yeah. certain key. And some stuff, people will have made beats for me, and I'm just like, this is a great beat, but I just can't... It's not you. I can't rap over it yeah. right. But that's, I mean, that's the beauty of it. I mean, yeah. that's why different rappers have different beats and stuff. Right. I was always the same way. Like, it, to me, if it sounds like a normal beat that you could hear on the radio, it just won't even work with what I do. See, I just Mine like has the... to sound like kind of off or like just kind of lo-fi or something. Who has your favorite beats of any of any hip-hop pop group or any beats? rap group? Yeah. Just of all time, you mean? Yeah, like who's your top three favorite people with, as far as beats go? Like the producers who made them, you mean? Yeah, or the groups. Okay. Uh, well, I don't know. That's a, I, I guess it's just a too weird of a... It's, t it's too hard to narrow down. But, but I, I mean, I, obviously Wu-Tang. No? Yeah, yeah. That, For me, yeah. Wu-Tang is definitely one. Yeah, absolutely. So like the RZA and Jizza. Like, I mean, just you know. as far as like somebody came in and absolutely was doing their own thing and right? it's incredible. Yeah. But I mean, like, like even before that, like just like uh, the whole... Just even pre or like Def Jam or even before Def Jam yeah. when things just started getting empty, you know, when it was like brand new and it was like, wait a second, it's just a drum machine? This is crazy. Why does it sound so loud and thick? So what's an example of that? Oh, man, like I guess just like anything early Def Jam or like... Uh, like who is that? I don't even know who that would be. Def Jam to me is such a big label. It's oh. like saying Sony or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. So like, you know, just like LL Cool J. Like I need a beat, LL, LL Cool J, or just like even like Schooly D like Schooly from Philadelphia. D's beats. Schooly D's shit's fucking outstanding. I mean, that's insane. And that's just tons of shitloads of reverb. What's his album called? Smoke the Kill or Smoke... Um Smoke some kill. Smoke some kill. Still to this day, that might be the greatest album title <laughs> of all time. Smoke, Smoke some, some kill. kill. You're talking about weed, right? Yeah. Smoke some kill. God, I love Smoke some kill. I have a copy of Smoke some kill that I refuse, refuse to throw away, even though it's got a huge scratch in it, just because I'm like... Oh, yeah. It's just a piece of artwork. Oh, Smoke some kill. Damn. I have that. I have a UTFO, Roxanne, Roxanne. Same thing. Who's it's just UTFO? Um, they were just like before all that. They were like '82 or something. It was like, damn, you know, Roxanne, Roxanne, uh -huh, I want to be your man. And then there was a answer record. That right. was like, I gotta play you all that stuff. I, I mean, I could like, yeah, or just even just give you the tapes and stuff. But um, maybe I could drop it in right now if I make a note. Roxanne, Roxanne. Yeah, if I make a, uh, I think I can do that right here. I mean, that's I when you know it was just so. It was like storytelling. Oh, they're telling stories. It yeah. was just all so brand new. But Wu Tang does some storytelling. Yeah. There's a there's a Wu Tang song on the Bullworth soundtrack. Really? Called The Chase. And the whole thing is a chase from the point of view of the guy being chased. Oh, it's cool. an incredible story. Who's on it? Just it's just the RZA. Just RZA, no one else is rapping? Yeah, yeah, it's just all the RZA. It's not uh, no Raekwon? No ghost face? No Raekwon, no ghost face. Who's your favorite member of the Wu-Tang Clan as far as lyricists go? As far as... 
I gotta say it's Method Man. I mean, okay. I think that. Uh, I mean, I'm. I was, I, was, I was just like he. It was breathtaking when he, when he came on the scene. Really? There was that sing-songy style, and the, when he would hit those flat notes and mm-hmm. stuff, and then had like a toothbrush in his mouth while he's rapping. That that was the first thing, but then like once old Dirty Bastard came in and started making a lot of records. ODB and Method Man, I get them confused a lot. Oh, yeah. Like you, they have a similar thing, right? Because ODB does yeah. the flat thing, where it's like yeah. he sings it flat Victor. on purpose. Yeah. Yep. But the, but those two are to me. Yeah. I mean, Ghostface has a real recognizable style. That's me. For me, it's Ghostface. Is it? Because I I always say when I'm on the treadmill, and I'm hitting like three miles, and I'm feeling good. I'm like. I want to be the ghost face of comedy. Mm, I like that. Like, you know what I mean? Because ghost face to me is so aggressive. Yeah. But it also feels like... So stylish. He's off the beat a lot of times, but yeah. if he's on the beat, yeah. you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Mm-hmm. He comes in and out. Also, he's the kind of person I think no one... No one's ever done ghost face mm-hmm. except for... Uh, Action, Action Bronson. Bronson. But even his his is so, so much slower than him. Mm-hmm. And his voice is, uh, it's different. You can't really do that, you know. Yeah. But no, no, you're right. There's like, he's a one-off. He's like, you know, he's not like a guy that everybody copies or like. I think because you can't. Fully, yeah, he's just original. And then in a group with that many original characters, that's saying something. Yeah. I interviewed them at the Sports and Music Festival in Austin. Yeah. How was that? How long ago was this? I was Rob Anderson was in his teens. Oh, okay, so this is ancient times. Yeah, though this was yeah, this was like '97. Hmm. But um, yeah, we interviewed him, and then it was for Austin stories. Like, and then uh, we go, "Hey, you want to be on the show?" All and nine he, of them. What's that? All nine guys, or what? It was um, there was like seven of them, and one one of them was Capadonna. So it, it was like it wasn't all the biggies, yeah. but Method Man was here. Method Man. No ODB. No ODB. You got, well, this is like old men. This is the only thing that old men talk about is fucking Wu-Tang. It's mm-hmm. like talking about the four freshmen or some <laughs> shit at this point, you know? <laughs> Rap is so weird now, man. Rap to me, I can't listen to so much of it. I feel like, we've talked about this on your podcast, who charted, it's just like, some of it I hear and it just sounds like nothing. It sounds like nothing at all has changed in like four or five years with some of this shit. I agree with you. But I will say that 10 years from now, mm-hmm. you'll be able to go back and go, wow, they put out a lot of amazing records in 2020. You think so? Like it's who? always Who's like good? that. But it's just like, even if you go back five years, you could see there's some stuff that's kind of signature that sticks out. Like, even if it's like, uh, what was the cocaine one? Uh, oh, I got the gas. I got the coke. I don't sell Molly no more. Who's that? I don't sell Male no more. Is that um? It's not the weekend. It's uh. Yeah, I forget who that is. But that's not the I one got I'm the thinking. Gas. I got the coke. I like that guy. Is that what's his name? The one I do. What's his one I do? His name? Oh oh yeah, Fetty Wap. Is that Fetty? Yeah. You know who he got big? How? Yeah. No. There was a guy made a beat in Belarus. Right. The country Belarus. And just uploaded it to where anybody could, you know, buy it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then so just some producer in New Jersey just, like, took the beat from Belarus, put Fetty Wap on it. But that doesn't make sense how he got big, just because he used that beat? Well, I mean, that was his first big song. Okay, so... I just remember that song was everywhere, and then I'm like, oh, that's just... What was his first big one? Um, 
the box. No, that's uh, I don't know. Like you said, it all f f bleeds together. But then little yachty, little yachty. That shit is so like slow and soft. Sometimes I just feel like you're not doing anything. Yeah, it's he's the opposite of Ghostface. Yeah, well they de they de-stress the lyrics. In the boat, floating. But broccoli's a song that that sticks out, and you'll remember. I think broccoli is a Timmy Thomas rip. That's really? from like a, a a '70s funk guy named Timmy Thomas, who was one of the first guys to use a drum machine on funk music in the Florida from Glades or it was from Glades Records. Maybe it was from wow. um, Cat or High Records. They're all the same. All from Hialeah, Florida, Miami. And it's these dudes like um, Clarence Clarence Reed, you know, Blowfly. Yep. He wrote like half the. The tracks for that record label. He's like a genius, you know. That guy was like a straight up fucking mad genius. He's got like six hundred songs in BMI, but Jeez. he used to write for Timmy Thomas and all these. You know that song? Um, how's it go? <laughs> What's his name? His name is um. Of course I know that. <laughs> Gwen, uh, George McRae. <laughs> you know this song? <laughs> you, you know, know I get one? I get lifted. Okay, yeah. Right. I get lifted. That's George McRae. That's 71 or 73. It's on Glades High Cat Records. And that's Clarence Reed, I think, wrote that. But that broccoli right. beat, I'm pretty sure, is a is they took... Sample something. I think it's the first time someone used Timmy Thomas. Because it's got that drum machine sound, right? You know that, about that Timmy Trumpet? Timmy Trumpet. Do you know who that is? I've never heard of that. He's just he's an EDM DJ, and then he just does these breaks where he pulls out his trumpet. Really? And he starts going. He's like a band nerd from back in the day. It's so funny. It, just the name Timmy Trumpet makes me laugh. So yeah. when he starts doing it, but then all Timmy the people trumpet. are like taking it seriously. Like, wow, this guy's. It's a big deal. Next level. He's got it's a almost trumpet. like someone just sitting there, like humming. You know those people who like hum over their, um, like you know that guy Rashawn Roland Kirk, the saxophone player. Like a jazz saxophone player from the 60s. You can hear him going like, mm, as he's playing mm. the trumpet. Sounds like a kazoo? Kind of, yeah. Like in a, it's good or it's bad? It's cool. Oh, okay. That guy's like one of the greatest. To me, I think Roland Kirk might be one of the most interesting musicians of the past century. How come? He was blind. He used to take a lot of LSD. So... And he used to play two instruments at once. He played like something called a menzello and a stritch, which was like these weird ass uh, Middle Eastern saxophones. He'd play them simultaneously, and he'd harmonize with, ins like he'd play like a. He's doing like the throat singing where he's yeah. got two notes going. You know when you can whistle and hum like <laughs> that. He was doing that, but with two separate instruments. <laughs> yeah, that sounds cool. Theoretically, I'm not sure I like the music, but I will give it a shot. I remember that joke you used to have about jazz. Yeah, jazz. Too busy. Blah, 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 blah. Trying to run errands. You got all this stuff in your head. That's yeah. what it was, right? Yeah, it's, it's just too busy. It sounds like when you're trying to run errands and you're running late. I got to get to them. I laughed at that, even though I've been such a jazz head. I remember that joke being like, oh, I get why people don't like jazz now. <laughs> I understand why people do not like jazz. You know, it's like growing up with pop music and rock music, even rap music. It's there's a form. Mm -hmm. You can you you could tell me why it's good. 
with jazz, I found that, wow, I'm going to have to really relearn the whole paradigm just to figure out which of these notes are good. Like, no, I need words. Have you never liked any jazz at all? Well, you know, I mean, there's tons of songs that are jazz that yeah. I like. I'm just like, I wouldn't, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't go to a, I just don't a seek it store? out that much. You never go to a jazz store. What if it's a jazz store? I don't know. I just made it up. <laughs> you know, you would never go to a jazz store and say, hey, what's your best jazz? Can I yeah. have some jazz to go? Yeah, I mean, I'm still catching up on other music forms before yeah. I go. I just like, I really like lyrics and words and people's voices and stuff. And I know jazz has singing and stuff, but. But not a lot of it. Not, not I'm the into, hardcore shit. Yeah, I mean, I, mean the, the, I guess my favorite stuff of that is like The Bachelor, you know, the like Esquivel and, uh, you know, the like Brazilian stuff. Right, yeah, like the... Uh, With the sound effects in Gilberto it and stuff. Gilberto Gil or yeah. like... Um, yeah, Stan, Stan, Stan Gatz, Antonio Stan Carlos Jobim. Yeah. You know who you might like a lot, Howard? What's that? Is a guy named Martin Denny. Yeah, yeah, Martin Denny. Okay. Yeah. I, I can't get enough of Martin Denny. Yeah, that's... Uh, Exotica. You know when they the Exotica, yeah. yeah, like oh, this one's there's one where uh, with all these sound effects, like you, it's first person where you're, like you're a per, you're a person walking from club to club. Really? Yeah, it's got it's a, a concept to it. It's one of them. I think it's Martin. Arthur Denny. Lyman, maybe. No? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but that that's a really fun uh, for anyone listening who hasn't dug deep into that genre. It's really fun. It's maybe the greatest, most. Um, as far as genre goes, it's, I think it's one of the few genres that you really will never get tired of. Yeah. Because it's not too intrusive, but it's also so atmospheric. It really feels like... It's upbeat a lot of it. Like, just kind of put it on in the background. Yeah. You can also actively listen to it. And it takes you somewhere. Yeah. It like sets a mood. Absolutely. It's a real mood. Love that seven. Great album covers, great art. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's all manufactured. Like, you know, just like just that idea out. of... Uh, future retro like that whole idea of like this is what space will look like in the yeah. future but it's the 50s it's all wow. kind of yeah it's all fake in a sense i got a bunch of menus tiki menus and stuff you do yeah from where like trader vicks yeah places like that damn because you have a lot of ephemera ephemera but this guy in tahunga gave me a box of like 200 menus that his father collected his whole life but how did you get them did you go to like on craigslist and yeah. say like i want this particular thing you saw a listing for no it's it just a craigslist one saturday morning i was like this guy's giving away all these menus i go no way i get this but i just pulled triggy call it you know, i happened to be the first person wow raced out to tahunga Damn. I mean, I could feel the history. I could feel this guy collecting it over the years. There was even notes there from his daughters like, hey, Dad, I was in Alaska at this restaurant. I thought it would be a great addition to your collection. Is it all tiki or just menus, menus? Oh, it's all kinds of stuff. Diners. Okay, it's not just tiki. No, I mean, there's Sambo's, you know, like that, uh, mm -hmm. that restaurant. There's stuff. There's like Dino, uh, you know. Dino's Lounge, which was Dean Martin's restaurant. Like, it's insane what the guy put in, has in there. Have you ever been on Antiques Roadshow? No. Do you think there'll be a time when you'll go on there? Well, the thing about that is, like, that's for, like, someone who came across something, like, really expensive that was in their family's garage that's not or true. something. There's people like you who go on there who, like, I picked up um, these menus. I got yeah. 200 menus here. 
Those and menus I like, could bring in, yeah. But it's like, I don't know. I know. I don't know. I could appraise everything by just going on eBay and seeing what it sold for. I don't know if you couldn't. There's probably some stuff that might slip. Well, I guess so. Isn't that the, what sucks about the internet? So though now is it's good and bad. Where yeah, you can know everything about everything. You know too much. I could. I've been thinking of those menus that one of them might be like a thing where this is a big collector. People love. People love tiki stuff from this era, and this is a very good example of one that's in really good shape mm -hmm. with a little bit of authentication mark here that shows the age. It shows interaction. We call that a um, interaction. There's a name for that. They call it like a thing when it has like a like it's been used. It's been used, and yeah. it also has like a mark of the first person who had it. Like, oh, they wrote this down in 1962. Even though it's got writing on it, it's a good thing because it adds. Panache. Something, some word for it. Yeah, no, it adds. Yeah. Uh, there is that word. Something My thing is like, I guess if they said that and I had a thing, I would go. But it's like, it's not like a bucket list thing or anything. Do you I'd watch rather, it though? Sometimes, occasionally. I mean, I just. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> it's just like I don't like waiting around to see what. You know what I mean? What do you mean waiting? You know, like watching something? I like watching it, but it's like. I always want to fast forward, like, how much? Okay, how much? You know, it's like, this is from 1912. And as you know, some of these were wood, but this one's got plat. How much? You know, it's Typically like. Typically, when these come in, we see them in a different state. We see them, they've been altered. Right. And you can see right here, this foot. Now, did you know what this is when you got it? Now, so did you? You didn't move this around. But don't okay. you see that when they're when the guy's saying all that, the people are just glazed over, nodding their heads, and they're just thinking, "How much? Okay, how much?" Sometimes, sometimes they're like, um, "Yeah, my grandpa always said that this was something that he found on there and didn't know what it was." Well, what this is, mm. this is actually a mark of the maker Charles B. Irwin, who rarely yeah. did this. Right, and he, he I specialized think in turn of the century. I would conservatively at an auction. Uh, I would insure this for up to forty-five. They always say this. They always say, "How much did you pay for this?" Mm. Oh, I ten, twenty dollars. Well, it's worth thirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I haven't seen it in a while, but it's good. I mean, that and you know, just even American pickers where they're going around finding shit. See, that's like the trash version of. Yeah. That's like the shit. To me, that's the trash version of it. But, I mean, that's where I'm even below that. I mean, I'm not on a daily basis running into $10,000 items. I just don't, I'm just like, you know well, what Maybe I mean? you don't. Maybe you are. You just don't know it yet. Do you constantly check on all your stuff to see if it's increased in value? I don't, like, check on it, but, I mean, it's like, I, I'll be honest. Like, most of the stuff that, like, is worth something mm -hmm. is just hard to get rid of because it's like, oh, this is cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what my friend actually said about records? He's a record collector and sells them. He actually said the opposite. He said that a lot of times the records that he has, that he finds like for a quarter or for a dollar, that he can sell for like a thousand bucks or like, you know, some a lot of money. Mm -hmm. He always says that they're, a lot of times they're not that great. A lot of times they have like a, they have a, a sample source in them that's pretty hot, but the rest of the record sucks. Right. Or it's just something that happens to have like, value because it's rare yes and like collectors in belgium love this thing yes. when actually as far as a listenable song that you put on like a mixtape it's not that it's not a, it's not a heater right yeah well that makes sense i mean it's like it's like that with dvds too it's like sometimes like the movie sucks but it's rare so people that they, that's why they want it 
Do you ever, speaking of Gary V, because Gary V's all about this. Yeah. He's all about finding and flipping. Yeah, even, yeah, even though he's think, a billionaire. Do you think you'll ever take it next step and start really getting into like finding stuff to flip? I mean, I have. I mean, I just, well, you know how like being a comedian or whatever, you know, you have a lot of free time. You travel so a lot too. Yeah. And so it's like I never like have made it like, oh, this is my business. But yeah, like I've always been kind of doing that. But what about getting into antiques, man? Like the real deal, not like the modern ephemera stuff, but getting into like the old shit. But the thing is, it's like I'm not interested in it. So okay, it's like, so that's, that's, the that's thing. a simple answer. You're just not interested in it. Yeah, I mean, like this is like mostly fun, and then if things can make money, that's fine too. But it's like I'm not just going to – because then it's just a job. Like if I'm looking for like, hey, these are uh, machine parts from <laughs> 1980, you know, washing machines. Yeah. Like they might be worth a lot of money, but I'm just not going to spend all my time looking at it you know Cause your main thing is paper stuff i like paper ephemera paper ephemera is good because it doesn't take up a lot of room and you like dvds dvds i'm hoarding those now Do you like toys yeah well toys was pretty much big one. toys was my whole thing for like 20 years right and it's just now that i'm switching over to dvds from toys because to toys are irregular. Toys, you gotta you gotta look on the action figure's foot to find out what year it was manufactured <laughs> to see if you could look up to find out who it is. Right. I, it's like DVDs. It's just it's just easier. But I'm hoarding those, and I'm I got a garage, empty mm -hmm. garage. So I'm gonna hoard the DVDs. So you got an empty garage now? Yeah. You just got it. No, I I've had it. I pretty much always had it. Do you not park your car in there anymore? I've never used it to park my car because it's on an odd angle. So it's so been I, empty this entire time. Well, I used to rent it to a guy for oh. like hundred bucks a month. Then he offed himself. Oh. So it really hurt because then I didn't get that money anymore. No, no, okay. it wasn't broke. It was before. It was before that. But so then the idea. So now there's a guy who's got the other side of the garage who charges scooters in there. Charges so, him. Yeah, he like. Like he's a lime. Bird scooter charger picker upper guy. Yeah, so okay. he's got twenty scooters in there, and he goes, "Do you mind those being in there?" And I go, "No." And he goes, "Well, just let me know if ever there, you know, it's a problem." Right. So after that, I was like, "Wait, why am I letting? Him? I used to make money off that garage. Why am I letting him make all the money?" So that's by the best idea I got right now. So, so you told you to tell him like, "Hey, I do have a problem with it because now I'm going to use it." Well, no, now it's gradual because I could just put in DVDs gradually until there's no room left for his scooters. Damn. But I know. Do you got any? Let's cut a deal. Do you got any DVDs? I have some DVDs. I have a hell of a lot more records. Okay. But records are, that garage is not filled, but it's got what too got? many records. Like hundreds? I got about 2,000. Yo! Yeah. That's nice. So too many, though. I mean, you could do, because I was even saying, like, I could do it, I could make my own video store. Yeah. You could set that up like a record store and then do shows in there. But I'd have to do that. What do you mean? I have to do that thing you just said. Oh, I have like, to like go through the work of it. I also have that. to go through those records and decide, do I want to get rid of this? Why don't you just like throw them all together by genre? They and, are by genre. Well, they don't, don't get rid of any. We just make it look like a record store in there. I was thinking about that or I was thinking about actually maybe like once a month. This is all pre-COVID, but once a month having like a get-together. Yeah. Where have a party. Talk about vinyl. Talk about vinyl. Invite people over, like a select amount of people. And it's basically a store. Everything's priced, you know, real cheap. 
just because I want to get rid of it. Because it's fun to make a deal. Yeah, make a deal, get rid of it, have some drinks. Love it. I'll be here every week. What I really thought about doing was starting a listening club. But that's just also, this is all pre-COVID, is have like, you know, 10 people. And everyone brings, a, this is what they do in Japan. They have these things called listening cafes where they have like, you know, $10,000 clip sh- speakers set up. Everybody brings over a piece of vinyl. Yeah, and you pay a monthly due. You can go there on a Sunday. You can have a fucking a nice whiskey. You can have a chef makes mm. breakfast. My idea was to have a space that um, if you're like a member of, everyone pays dues to keep it up. And every week there's an event open to members. And once a month there's like um, a bigger event. And you ha- hire a chef to make like breakfast. Mm. Everyone brings records. You get to listen to them on this awesome sound system. You get to have a bunch of drinks. Love it. Socialize and listen to like fucking, I don't know, like a Mobile Fidelity Sound Labs pressing of Bitches Brew. Love nice it. Nice and loud. For like a couple hours. I'll tell you what else. It sounds like a screenplay. A screenplay? What called the the club? The club. The something listeners. goes on. Something goes on. Like someone gets shot, or someone like fucking. Um, yeah. Or I mean, I just watched Ghost World again. I haven't watched that in forever. I'm, it's fun. Yeah. Really. But I mean, it's the same. Like, what happens in there? They go shopping. They oh, there's a weirdo over there. They make fun of him. Not much like, happens, does it? No, it's a great character study. My favorite kind of movies. Is this Steve Buscemi in that? Yeah, he's, he's the guy who's the collector like you. Yeah, he's a weirdo. Oh, like you would, I was going to say like us. You're the guy with all the vinyl. I have all the that's true. I do have all the vinyl, but Yeah, you know, I got weird. I got all weird shit. I got D, the DVDs. Mhm. But that that to me, I was like thinking that could be a podcast even. What? Just people coming over talking about DVDs. I mean, there's just so many dumb Now that I've been delving into them, there's just so many dumb things. Just the menus alone. I mean, it's just You should do it. Okay. Because everyone has a DVD yeah. that they're like, this is the dumbest thing or this is the coolest thing that no one knows about. Yeah. I've got a bunch of them. You do? A bunch of ones that are just, one of my friend's brothers made a movie when he first moved to L.A. like 20 years ago. It is so fucking bad, <laughs> but it's so good to watch. Like we'll have, we have watching parties of this movie because mm-hmm. it's just, it's so... Oh. Is it on a real disc or is it just oh, a burnt? You can't get this. This yeah. is something you cannot get it now. It's probably it's worth nothing. You know, it's not yeah, worth anything. But to it's, us, it's, it's very gold. valuable. Yeah, no, I've saved old friends' screenplays like that that were just so really? terrible that I still have them. But God. but uh, yeah, I saw I came across a movie the other day I had on DVD. It was called uh, I don't know. It was from 1987, right? Sandra Bullock pre-fame. Mm-hmm. And Jake LaMotta. Jake LaMotta, he's a... Uh, Raging Bull. But Jake LaMotta is the actual guy, right? Yeah. It's, so it was actual fighter. It was like he's an old man and they got him to play like a gangster. But there's all these scenes where like it's it's Sandra Bullock like completely unfamous That's and just funny. popping like crazy. I was just watching I was like, holy shit. She was popping, you mean? Like if you were a producer, you'd be... Let's get her. Yeah. We need her. She was so in the pocket in these scenes where mm-hmm. it was just like the acting level was worse than like Clerks. It was just like, you know what yeah, I mean? Clerks just is fucking bad. Bad. And for somebody to be in the pocket, I don't know, I was just kind of impressed. Like, wow, I would have known right then. Like, wow, she's good. Does your brother watch any movies like that? He's got two movies. <laughs> uh, I had to, I'm teeing you up here. Yeah. It's uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off and The In-Laws. If those are on, I'll watch them. Does he not like any movies? 
You go to the movies, someone's sitting behind you, they're jiggling their keys. Like, he just, yeah, he didn't go to the movies. Is there movies? He's like, I hate that movie. You just, uh, just like, ah. Everyone. He like, he like, uh, you know, in-laws, serpentine, serpentine shell. No, he wouldn't, he just wouldn't go. Yeah, he was just down on every movie. That's funny. Oh, go, you sit there. I mean, he was down on stand-up, too. Oh, stand-up. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> uh, tell your jokes with your friends. I mean, even recently, my sister was like, podcasting? So, like, you make a living from just talking? Mm-hmm. Like, just none of it computes with them. My friend Clint in uh, college, I did college radio, right? WVFS Tallahassee, V89, best college radio station. He's old, he had an older brother. And he made him a tape of him, um, you know, DJing on the radio. And his brother said, this is just songs with you talking in between. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's what it is. Like, okay, I don't get it. <laughs> it's crazy. And you he's right, though. He's right. Especially, like, when it's your family, it's just, yeah, it sounds yeah. like absolutely nothing. Like an annoying person that I had to put up with my entire childhood, ruining records by talking over them. Does your family, do they care about your stand-up or anything no, like that at all? No, none. They've never, no questions, no curiosity. Yeah, same with mine. My yeah. mom is interested in stuff, but she's interested in everything, you know, just like classic, like everything you do is cool, I'll put everything on the fridge. Right, yeah, like yeah. a general support without any specific interest or questions or anything like that. Right. There's no aspect of it they're interested in, whether it's, the travel, the writing, the public speaking, the politics of show business. <laughs> There's just Isn't absolutely... that weird how many people are that way? I, yeah. think, I think I remember Jared Logan, you know him? Mm-hmm. He was telling me about how his mom just said something so shitty to him about his comedy. And I was like, oh, that's why you're a comedian. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. thing. it's the irony of the thing that you go into the thing because of your relationship with your family and then it just continues to make you be a comedian because they're like, why would you say that? Right. It's like, everyone loves this. It's super funny. Right. I'm like, you know, I feel like a famous person. I'm famous because of this. But I, right. I think what you're doing, I just don't, I, it's embarrassing to me that you're saying this thing. Right. Because it's still such a local thing with it, yeah. within their family. It's like that Bible parable, right? You can't be a prophet in your hometown kind of thing. Ah, uh, right. So what they said about Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's like, so you, your family's not listening to you, or if you feel like you're not being listened to, that's what will drive you to talk into microphones for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if, if they listen to you, you might not even be doing it, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, like you said, it's just a self-perpetuating thing. You, you keep on going outside the family to get things that you might have thought you should have got inside the family, like attention, validation. And so now... You're trying to go back to the family and go, hey, look, all these other people think it's good. I always wonder, though, about some comedians you know. Like, the only example I can think of right now is, like, Nick Kroll. Like, his parents, as far as I know, are super supportive. Anytime I've, because I've worked with them a bunch. But, and I've, like, um, they're, always, they're always there. They're always, like, he's always thanking his parents, and they're there, and they right. love, like. Wild. Think, 
I'm always like, why are you a comedian? Yeah, it's very like, odd. Why are you so funny and why are you a comedian if your parents are supportive of you? Super weird. Yeah. I guess like Mike Myers, I heard like his family and his dad really valued being funny. Really? So I could see like maybe that's like, oh, we got the funny guy here. But it is. It is really rare. Jim Carrey, too. Yeah. His dad wanted, was like a failed actor. Oh, okay. And Jim Carrey always said... um, What's the thing he's saying? He's like, you should just do what you want to do because God forbid you fail at doing something you don't want to do. <laughs> right, right. Which is his dad. Like, he's failed mm-hmm. at being an accountant instead of being like a, a failed actor or something like that. But My dad's a successful accountant. Is he? Yeah. It's not that easy. It's not, actually. You have to be fucking smart to be an accountant. He did a good job of it. So when are you going to start your, your fifth podcast? How many podcasts do you have? Who Charted? Who Charted? Hey, gang. Hey, gang. And you have... Uh, Grift Horse. Grift Horse, but that has an extra one, which is Kiss My Griffs. But that's like a Patreon thing, right? That's Patreon, yeah. yeah. And then the fourth is uh, Preem Stream. What's that? Uh, new Angles on Old Music. So Ooh. we, Yeah, you'd actually like that one. Dude, we, that's like my whole thing. Oh, it's shit. New I took Angles it from on you? Old Music. Well, not really, but it's like listening to old stuff and being like, Yeah, check this, this out. Uh, and then, yeah, yeah, finding new connections. That's Yeah, we, that's what we do on there. Check it out. It's on... Uh, Patreon, and um, so now you got to start the one called DVD Wrangler. DVD Wrangler. <laughs> I had a couple different ideas. One was kind of pre, not pre-pandemic, but pandemic would make it tough. Where I, I come to your house and just cut deals for your DVDs. That sounds good. That could be fun, but then like even if it was just a discussion about DVDs, I feel like yeah, it's a t- it's a show. So what do you think is going to happen now? As in closing here, what do you think is um? Oh, with the coup. Dude, the coup. Is that I, what you're going to say or no? No, but oh. I, I was going to sort of, I was meant in a more broader sense, but that coup shit to me, there's not a lot of news that makes me nervous, but reading that, I'm no, like, Jesus fucking Christ. No, yeah, nonsense. How many dudes did he switch out at the Pentagon? Like five, four? Yeah. I mean, it's like you fired the head of the military. Uh-huh. Right so, now? So you could maybe get away with doing some shit. Where the God. military would be a little more cat. No, it's full on. Um, I don't. Th- yeah, no. I, this is super bad. This is a real, real weird time. Just I because th- I, I know. Just because I've spent a lot of my life brooding, or at least enough of my life brooding. Right. This is. It is not a good sign. It's just. It's just not a good sign. How what do quiet. you mean brooding about what? Or just whatever it is, family issues or like this and that. Angsty brooding kind of thing. Yeah. Like, just like, oh, the family, I can't believe this is going on. Yeah. What? Why do they think this? And then just all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's like, um, I don't know if anybody thought that, like, they set me straight and I wasn't. Like, I don't know. I just, I know that guy is, is um, he's just, he's never going to, there's no, there's no quit in there. He's going to make it as hard as possible to yeah. get him, get out of there. If I think. That, if we do have a legit coup. I'm kind of interested because it's going to be like, oh, now we live in a foreign country for once. Right. Now oh, we okay. finally live in a weirdo country where yeah. a thing happened that you heard about, but like, wow, that will never happen here. Yeah. Well, we're already in that, but yeah, this would make it way even more. It really more. would. Yeah, it really. It would take us from glaring. being sort of your average European country to being like a former Eastern Bloc country mm-hmm. kind of thing. Because like, I remember hearing like in Italy, they have all these fucking like crazy scandals all the time. 
but they don't have like coup d'etats and stuff. Yeah, you know? it's like South America shit. It's crazy. But it's, as long as there's two narratives, I mean, why would this ever change? Is everybody's watching one channel? Everybody, uh, there's just as many people watching another channel. That's why I watch both. You do? I do. Anytime I check Split one, screen? I check the other. You do? Yeah, because I always want to see what the take is. Right. That's smart. I don't have cable, and uh, it's made this whole thing just a, a way different experience, I think, than a lot of people. I don't have cable. Okay, Apes? Are no. you just doing it online? Yeah. I just like, check the websites. Howard Kramer's at Who Charted? Hey, gang. Grift Horse. We haven't even talked about weed. No, we haven't. Let's talk about weed real quick. Okay. Are you thirsty? Uh, I got some more of this, but yeah, I'll take a little. Do you want a sparkling or a water? I'll take a spark. Okay. You want ginger or you want strawberry? Ginge. Okay. Nice. I'll be right, I'll be right you. back. Do you want to say some stuff while I go? You want to like leave? Yeah, the I'll hold it. Okay. I'll hold it hold down. Hold it down. Johnny and I, we go back to the early days of stand-up, what you would call probably the golden age of the alt scene, which is, I guess, the aughts. The mid-aughts, places like M-Bar, places like UCB Theater on Franklin. And we ushered in that golden age of alt. Um, the alt wars, of course, you had the mainstream guys and the alt guys. And that was, that, was, that was comedy at that time. And the alt guys came out on top. The alt guys, yeah, exactly. I think they did. Who, who's... who's I was in the elevator with John DeResta. Remember that guy? I don't think so, actually. Who is that? He was an ex-cop that did stand-up, and then he had a sitcom called The Resta, where he played like Jesus, a cop. Jesus, that's... I don't know that. And right when all was starting to get heard about, I was in an elevator with him. I was like at NBC or something. Mm -hmm. And somebody mentioned alternative comedy. He goes, you mean comedy that's not funny? I heard a similar joke from some comedian. She says, alternative comedy... It's alternative to funny. Yeah, yeah. She was like a real dry. She used to offer to write for people. It was mm -hmm. very discreet. I'll write for you. I'll write for you. All those fuckers who shit on alternative comedy, I don't remember any of their names because they're not doing shit anymore. They ain't doing shit. They ain't doing shit. But I'll tell you what. I, I can understand also why people would get annoyed with stand-up. Yeah. I mean, with all, especially if you were like... 50 when it came out and yeah. it's just all these kids talking about pop culture references you never heard of but a lot of people did it well sometimes now i feel like as someone who was in that whatever i mean you were before me but now there's people who i do shows with and i'm like that's nothing new i was doing that right fucking 10 years ago and you're acting like oh this is a thing we do now right i'm like motherfucker We've been doing that. We've been doing that. We just that. didn't get credit for it because it wasn't a such a, wasn't a such a scene. Right. And you know? it's like the when you're a young comic, you're talking to a bigger group of people. Like everybody you talk to remembers the shows you're talking about. Yeah. And then you age out of that where you can't do it anymore. But yeah, for people like oh, like listen to my new Netflix joke. I'm so Yeah. Like yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. But we don't. So we've got to talk about weed yes, here. Weed. I have a bunch of weed. I've got I brought all my weed out, all my remaining weed to show you. I mean, I can't believe it. That that's more than I had just off of my whole harvest. Well, that's that's my whole harvest. Those jars, that's my whole harvest right there. Some of those are empty because I've given away probably about half of it at this really? point. Really? That's I mean that's yeah. a beautiful thing. I also got a bunch of weed last week from a 
a guy on a, on a show I was working on, like one of the people who works in the show, like higher up in the show. He gave me a bunch. God damn. Yeah, because he grows like a motherfucker. He gave me five strains. Are you serious? Is it in there? It's the jars behind there. And I'm going to give you a bunch of it because it's like, I can't sit on this weed. I can't smoke it all. It's not well, possible. But it'll just go bad? Yeah, it'll just go dry up and be bad because I'm not going to keep it around for a year or two. Well, if I have to, I'll take it off your hands. I think you'll have no problem with that. This is amazing, and I brought you a gift in return. Mm. Can I give it to you mm-hmm. on there? All right, the first gift, if I've already given you this gift, tell me. I think I already know what it is. What? It's an AS DVD. Nope. Okay, because you did ask me if I had a DVD player. You know what that was? I'll be transparent. What? I had a cricket movie. A cricket, like the game? Yeah. Okay. And it was very West Indian, and like right. I thought it was called like uh, Fire in Babylon. Right. And I was like, maybe Johnny wants this, but then I was like, I don't think he does. But oh. but if you do want it, I'll bring it back. I might take that. I do kind of like watching cricket just to watch it. Okay. Have I given you that before? No. What is that? This is a old Conica. disposable camera. Wow. Um, if you look on the bottom, processed before April 1999. Oh, wow. So it's but, over 20 years old. But, yeah, it's just these two summer swimmer guys. And that's a picture of the camera inside there. Damn, it's an underwater camera. Yeah. Think it still works? Um, yeah, I mean, you could try to do it and develop it, but I mean, just as a piece of art, I mean, yeah. even, even the box itself, but if you do open it up and look in there, you, you've never seen anything like it. That's it's cool. cool. Super good. Definitely worth going to like Palm Springs for a weekend, using the pool, taking this with. There you go. Or if you just kept it as an object de art. You keep saying that. like, Or if you didn't do that, or if you... Well, I just don't want you to feel like, oh, it's a disposable camera. No. I got to use it, and then I got to show Howard that I used it. Like, Howard, you don't have I, to I use did it. it. I love this. Thank you. It looks like Conan on the back, right? It does look like Conan. You've been on there. Old Conan. Yeah, I was on Conan back in the day. Man. It's just crazy to think about. So much. There's so much stuff now with the pandemic where I'm so... It's weird how used to stuff I am now. Mm-hmm. You mean like like not seeing people and not going yeah, to shows? Yeah, just stuff? used to not going to shows. Used to seeing, not seeing people who are guests on talk shows. Oh right. There's just so much stuff that's fallen away that now it feels like that's just kind of how it is now. Yeah. Like I don't really miss it even. I don't miss. Yeah, yeah isn't that weird? Anything. Yeah. There was a. Uh, I mean, just read read some old books. None of this stuff was here. Everybody totally. loved it. There's this guy I love on YouTube named Townsends. He is a uh, 18th century, or sorry, 18th century reenactor, so 1700s. Just 1700s. He cooks food from the 1700s. Ah. That's all he does. He is the most positive, like real, I don't know, he's just a very likable guy. I'll bet. The kind of he's guy not, he's like, probably not cluttering his mind with modern media. He always posts stuff. He posted stuff during the beginning of the pandemic saying, Hey, everybody, it's been a lot worse than this. And people used to go without for entire winters. They would mm-hmm. have almost nothing. Mm-hmm. We've done this before. It's been even harder. And we've these are our ancestors, so we have that in us. Yes. And just now when the election stuff came out, he was like, he posted a thing like, you know what we have to do sometimes is just not take a break. Take a break. He has a shed in his back he's built. He's like, I go out to the break. I go to the shed and I... Cook some some eggs and beef or something. You know what I mean, like some old ass shit. It seems like it should be a no brainer, right? 
Totally. Like put your energy maybe not into shooting somebody down in, you know, downtown or wherever you're going to go to, hey, I got to get involved with this group that was or incited just, by the media and take a violent uh, approach. Or even not even checking on it, not checking stuff all the time. Or not even being, not even being like invested in something all the time because it's just so um, silly. Yeah, it's corrosive. Corrosive. There you go. Mm hmm. You get you come in you come into the world with nothing you leave with nothing. Can't take it with you, except you can take some of this weed with you that I grew here. Woo! I brought an empty jar to fill awesome. up. Awesome! I'm gonna fill it up big time. Did you? How was your weed? How much did you net? You feel like? I netted like I think three of these. How is all the same strain? It was two different strains, but mm -hmm. then I mixed them up by accident. Yeah, I mixed them up by accident. So. Uh, have one you of gone them went. I had, I had four, almost. I still have like half of one, but mm -hmm. I had like four plants. One turned hermaphrodite, so All I got right. nothing out of that one. And then the others were like, you know, just varying degrees of rookie season growing weed. Like I just made certain mistakes. I let some get too high. Yeah. But I'm excited about next year, like you. Like I'm just really excited to apply what I've learned. Yeah, it's gonna be, next year is gonna be great. I'm excited too. And then you're also going to give me maybe some seeds for, like, uh, peppers or something like that? Yeah. I mean, right now is the time you grow some spinach, you grow some carrots, you grow some lettuces right now, some peas, maybe spinach some garlic. Peas. I have a ton of garlic in there. Love to do garlic. Oh, you should take I have a ton of garlic. Seriously? Gourmet garlic I got from Seed Savers. You should take it and grow it. Fuck yeah. It I takes got a three... long time to grow, though. How long? Six like almost, uh Almost nine months. Well, I mean, I'm just going to go give it water every now and then, right? Sure, but also, by the time the garlic is ready, you, um, the garlic won't be ready until late spring next year, and you'll already have been wanting to put in your new weed plants. And so if you're planning on growing in the same pots, okay. then I would say don't grow garlic in them because okay. they're going to grow longer than... What would be conducive? Right now to grow? Like where it wouldn't get in the way of like if I want to start my weed. I mean, a pure winter harvest would be um, probably spinach. You could do that. Zucchini. Uh, no, zucchini is summer as hell. Oh yeah, full on right. summer. Um, um, you can do any like any kind of like. Uh, I'll do spinach. Why not? Spinach. You could do carrots. Carrots. You could do carrots. Uh, you could do. Um, carrots grow in the dirt, so mm -hmm. I couldn't watch the progress as much. Spinach might be more fun. Spinach also is delicious to eat fresh. Oh. I, there was days when I was eating handfuls of spinach every single day, and I would put them on my smoothies. And I swear to God, man, there's something about fresh spinach you just picked that gives you something. It gives you, I don't know what it is. Oxygen. It gives you something. It gives you like some sort of vitamin that you can Super feel rich. the energy and like the the clarity of it. It gives you. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing almost all smoothie diets. For a long, I heard about that. I think that's fucking insane. That's crazy. Why? You, you only have smoothies? You only but there's protein part powder in them. I'm not saying it's bad, like bad for you. I just don't know how you can just eat smoothies. I mean, like when you get hungry, like, hey, I got this urge, like I want to put, you know, some protein in there. Yeah. It's just like, it's so fast. It tastes so good. I mean, what, it's like digestion just, you got to get digestion out of your life wow it takes it takes so much energy howard kramer ladies and gentlemen you got to get digestion <laughs> out of your life you do it takes so much of your energy it's so silly 
It's like he's putting leaded gas into an unleaded car. It's like, why are you making your body deal with all the stuff that it's not designed to deal with over millions of years? Have you ever gotten into that stuff, Soylent? Soylent Green. It's people. Well, you know what the Soylent stuff is, right? The meal replacement that the guy in the Silicon Valley came up with. Oh, yeah, so he could just yeah, have no time. No, you just save spend all, all time. your time coding on Adderall. What's the, what's is that? Did he come up with something that's healthy or is it awful? I got it the first time it came out because I yeah, really? thought it would be good for me. Uh, it did not work for me because I can't do all liquid. Okay. And also, it's just, I don't know. This is like a fundamental difference between people is I just crave certain foods, like the crunchiness, chew. the textures. And stuff. I'm all about textures. I want to have the, a texture. I'm full on with texture. I full am. But, but like, I'm smoothie not, is just one texture. Well, it's like I'm not just eating that. I mean, I eat. Snickers? No. <laughs> I do, but I do I eat I eat lots of raw I mean I just eat a lot of kale. Yeah. Like just raw like bunches of it. Yeah. You can grow kale right now. Great okay, time to that's grow good. kale. That's what you should start is kale. See that that's another thing too. It's like when I first started eating kale, it tasted so bad. And mm-hmm. now I can just eat it raw. Like it's and it tastes fine. Because it's like You're like a panda. Amer- <laughs> Most people are eating for taste. I, I worked at this TGI Fridays in Rockefeller Center, and there mm-hmm. was a Rasta that worked behind the line in the kitchen. I tell. I tell. Yeah. I tell. And he said, he saw me with a hamburger, and he said, uh, he goes, no, nah, man. He goes, you're eating, you're eating for taste. Right. I go, yeah. He goes, eat for health. You eat for health, not for taste. That's I tell, baby. What does that mean? I tell us the diet. I tell us all natural, everything really? good for you. So when he says like I told stew, I tell stew. That's a type of stew. It's like a Rasta stew. Ah, it's all like stuff you've grown. I never, like, I never knew what that meant. It can have like fish in it, but it's like fish you just caught. It's all freshness. It's basically, I tell is like old school macrobiotic diet. Yeah, and there's brilliance to that. Yeah. The Rastas. The Rastas. But he's he's right. So it's like if you retrain your mouth to taste nutrients in mm-hmm. a good way, I don't know. I, I feel like it's not just a weed. Like I, I have been able to, you know, like just change my expectations. Whenever you get hungry, it's your body asking for protein. So is this even if you just gave it protein powder, you'd stop being hungry. I'm about to make a smoothie after we're done here. Really? What yep. are you gonna, what's in it? Uh, I put uh, about a... Oh, so a good amount of wild blueberries, frozen. Gotta have blueberries. Frozen strawberries, a couple of those. Beautiful. Half a frozen banana. Gotta have banana. But I if often, you put banana and blueberry in, you can't you're go good. wrong. I oftentimes put, if I have it, frozen coconut meat. Mm. I put mm. that in there. I will put in... Sam Varela um, made me coconut oil from the shake. Oil. I've been putting okay. that in the smoothies. I like the meat, though. Yeah, the meat. I'll put in a bunch of water, you know. I put in a big scoop of vegan protein powder. That's what I'm doing, yeah. I put in a couple healthy tablespoons of plain sheep's milk yogurt. Ooh, interesting. I don't do that. I put in a little little spoonful of cacao nibs. Nice. That's for texture. Mm-hmm. I put in a... You know, you could also just put in any kind of nuts for extra texture. I put in sunflower seeds. Excellent. A lot of times I put in cashews. Am I getting I one of these? Almonds. Am I getting a road smoothie or are you kicking me out first? I could make you one if you really want. I mean, it sounds like you don't want to make it. Um, I could. I <laughs> maca powder. 
Yeah, you got some good. That's great. What What about the fruit from the garden? Are you I'll using put that? In, uh, I'll put in spinach if I have it. I froze a ton of spinach. I was putting that in there for a while. But you you were growing fruit here, weren't you? Yeah, I got fruit here, but not a lot of fruit. More veggies. Yeah. I got strawberries, but my strawberry patch keeps getting fucking. The critters get to it like crazy. I need to fix that next summer. I refuse to let my critters, the critters, steal from me on a regular basis. There you go. That's that's like. I refuse. That's pioneering 101. I mean, the sad thing about that is you got to kill them. That is sad. Unless you have like a real rig of protection set up, you kind of have to do a little bit of both. But I think you have to have either fully screened in, which is a super big pain for the gardener, or you have to eliminate the rodents, which is the, which is rats. Right. Well, you know, they're eliminating rats, too, out in New York. They're killing their own. Yeah. Thanks for being here, Howard. Thank you for having me, Johnny. I always We could talk forever, really. We could. We could talk forever. It's so Everyone's easy. Everyone's turned it off. No, they haven't. These people are used to it. These people, they're used to the, <laughs> These people, the marathon. What, what name do you have for your fans? These uh, people? They used to call, for Twisting the Wind, I think they called themselves Twisters. Twisters. Um, live to Tape, I don't know what you call yourself, a Live to Tape person. I, I, some people, I, I call them Guzzlers. Guzzlers. So maybe the, guzzl the Guzzlers are still in. What's up, Guzzlers? Thanks for being here. Thank you. Bye! <laughs>